gives us nothing but take from them everything. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know that fine gentleman over there as... The Rum Guy. There you go. Today we have a very special guest. The man, the myth, the legend. Major Grunge is on our show. What's up, dude? Nothing much. Just chilling on a Sunday. Isn't that nice? It's like kind of like a mellow day today. It is. It is. Actually, over here, I'm in uh, Tennessee, Nashville. We have like a crazy storm peeling through, but, you know... Just kind of pretending wow. like it's an outside. Well, it's like a little sucks. bunker here in the uh, COVID shelter <laughs> apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to the new world order. Everybody's in our home, stranded, you know, stuck in there doing what you got to do. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, how's, how's, the, uh, how's the world been treating you with, uh, with all this going on? Honestly, um, my lifestyle hasn't changed a lot, like uh, especially for the past couple of years. Like ever since I went off to school, uh, I was like working, going to school at the same time. So like in all my free time, I was usually just like at home resting because I was so mm-hmm. exhausted. And then once I started working um, and creating content, I just started like I, my workaholicism kind of took over for a while. So I've been spending a lot of time indoors for a while, honestly. And, uh, you know, for better or worse. Sure. Yeah. Hell so yeah. I, uh, has prepared me for this whole situation. So. Well, before we really start delving into all this stuff, why don't you explain to the people on the world who the hell you are? Because people are going to be like, who's Major Grunge? And there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mean, rightfully so. You know, I'm honestly, uh, I've been I've been creating content for about a year. And my, like, my main platform is Twitch.tv, which is, you know, a live streaming service that for most of its life has been, like, very closely tied to video games. And it yes. still very much is, but... Um, what I create, I, I still work with video games every now and then, but I've become part of a sort of a, I don't know exactly what to call it. There's a group of people I stream with on a team, but there's more people than that. Uh, people that are doing stuff on Twitch that's more in line with the kind of entertainment you might see on, you know, television or, or Netflix, like a, like a, you know, an entertainment production of some sort. And it has right. still like this live twist on it. But yeah, so I mean, I guess the way I describe myself when I stream is that uh, I try and put on this almost like variety showcase, some sort of cabaret, you know. I'll do um, little improv comedy bits. I have various characters and storylines <laughs> nice. I play out. I'm a big fan of talking like philosophy, and so I mix that in sometimes, you know. Uh, sometimes we just talk and discuss those things. And uh, that- so I just like bring a bunch of these things that I really enjoy and try and turn it into some kind of cohesive entertainment production. Nice. It's kind of like independent what? live TV. Like yeah, a, like actually, an in, in, indie live TV right there, you know. I definitely see it very much as like sort of an independent, like almost DIY uh, pursuit. Right. I'm a big fan of Black Flag and like 80s punk rock, so that whole DIY ethos yes. has always been something I've uh, had a strong affinity towards. Huge fan, huge fan. What you were gonna but, say, uh, Rome? I heard you was about to say something, oh, man. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say uh, you, you were talking philosophy or, or the uh, there's a philosophy you're interested in. It was it. Is it something you went to school for? Is this personal life philosophy? How does this, how does that uh, play into what you do? Uh, so a little bit of both, honestly, because like I did actually go to school for philosophy. Um, I went to school at the University of North Florida in Jacksonville uh, mm. with philosophy focusing on ethics, and I got into a lot of a lot like a lot of deep philosophy there. But I 
it kind of like stoked my interest for it. I didn't even know I was into it before that. But once I started like studying it, I found more and more philosophers that I was interested in that weren't necessarily part of the curriculum. Sure. So I started uh, like training books at my local used bookstore and then using the credit to buy like more philosophy books. And that's how I got into like, like Kierkegaard and Camus and some other like stuff that I found really interesting. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. So that's a it's an interest interesting uh, balance there when you when you're talking about the philosophy end of it. You're talking about you know I guess I guess there's philosophy in in, in entertainment. People find that. Oh yes. Yeah, you so know I mean sure. every, I mean I think there's maybe a lack of people thinking about philosophy uh, anymore. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> the cause and effect of everything. Yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of unfortunate how devalued it has become. Just because I don't know, I see it as this like grand dialogue throughout human history of like the relaying of concepts and ideas it's been going on since like ever and sure. um i just feel like it's such a great pursuit that it's a shame that it's not more uh or i don't know if it's necessarily easily accessible but yeah i definitely feel like some of the humanities majors i mean you know they can be kind of hit or miss and i have a lot of problems with the college system but i do think you can learn a lot of valuable um lessons from it do you think uh, would you say the college system uh, would be more? Uh, oh, it, it, does it have more blinders on? Do you think? Do that you think of the curriculum maybe designed to just show you one a one sided aspect of it, other than other than you know multiple choice? You know, p- you know, basically life is a choose your own adventure. So yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, do do you think it's more? Uh, I don't know how to word it. Help me out, Wayne. Is it more? Uh, <laughs> Hold on, let me think in your brain. I'm not really sure what you're going for there, buddy. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm trying to say, do you do you think uh, the college system is more geared towards just teaching one sort of aspect, just over and over and over and over again, not giving basically freedom not, of choice, to not the exploring people that everything else? You mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. I mean, realistically, I think it's almost like a like a structural issue. So, like one of the one of the doctrines of philosophy I'm interested in is uh, post structuralism. And I think that so much of like our education system has been designed to put people on like the kind of classic um, industrial era path to success. Where, like you get educated, learn a quote unquote valuable skill, you know, get a valuable position in your workforce and, and like work for like, a you know, some sort of company or corporation for a long time and, uh, you know, get benefits, retire, et cetera. But like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that like not everyone I feel like works in that capacity and like some people are meant to go out and you know maybe create or some people are meant to go out and start their own business or some people just like I don't know have a completely different pursuit that that like the the, the education system we have doesn't satisfy very well. I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I think the education system kind of uh, stifles creativity a lot of times. I I, I really gotta I gotta admit to that for sure. I mean. I think uh, the idea of doing things creatively on your own, as you said, start your own business or things like that. I think a lot of times people look at that and go, you know, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not the normal way of doing things. So it, it can't be good. You better actually think of something else to do. And I, I never really I never really cared for that type of thinking. So basically you know? you'd be saying is, is more it's more along the lines of you better go to school and learn these things because you can't start your own business. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's how it was presented to me. It was more or less like if you don't, you know, go to go to college, like like that's it. You know, that's that's the only way you could ever be successful or hope to be like well off. And I just don't think that's really true. No, I not at all. I think the other roads aren't talked about uh, often enough. It's Sometimes because those are infinitely more fulfilling. It's it's the what, money, what, man. They 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 want to push it so you can spend the money to go to the school. That's basically what most of it is. Oh yeah, I think 
I think a lot of it because that, that certainly isn't getting any cheaper. No, hell no. no. That's crazy. The school is ridiculous. And when my kid who is four now decides he wants to go to school, I'm going to tell him you better get a job because by that time, it's scholarship. Gonna, yeah. By that time it's going to be, you know, $80,000 a semester, you know, it's going to be retarded. Dude, I was well, paying, I was paying like 40 grand a semester when I was going. <laughs> that was at, um, in Savannah, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. scared. Yeah. Oh, scared. No way. I've been up in uh, Savannah many times. And Jacksonville is where I went to school and lived for a long time. And we travel to Savannah all the time because it's not like too far. No, that's a great town. Super cool town. I definitely yeah. liked it a lot. Because of SCAD, there's a lot of cool uh, and you know art pursuits going on in the city as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's changing. Like every year, something new. It, it, like, it's constantly in a rotation of reinvention all the time, which I really do. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely see that. Yeah. But I had been. Oh, sorry. Well, I don't I don't I, I'm perfectly happy to go to the next question, but I, I often wished I had went to like I wasn't even presented like creative pursuits or art pursuits or like content creation or anything as like an option. Really? All really? the schools I had growing up. Yeah. I mean, I did have art programs in elementary school. And then shortly after that, I got put into like, you know, just different programs that were supposed to be like engineering me towards like a science or mathematic field. And I didn't like either of those, but you know, that was like, that was the profitable career field to get into, you know, like STEM jobs. Well, that sure. sucks, man. Cause that seems like you did, you weren't given an option to do whatever you wanted. Yeah. I kind of felt that way, honestly, but it was just like everyone around me and all, and all this, and all the schools and stuff were like, this is what you need to do. You need to do chemistry. And I was like, you know, maybe I want to try out art. And I was like, nah, like you shouldn't do that. And then, yeah. you know, finally got through three years of school. And when I actually started finding success in was like the creative pursuits. And I was just like, man, I wish I'd started sooner. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, what made you go this route? That's what I wanted to ask you. What yeah. made you decide to go just all in on this? Yeah. So I was uh, like, I almost, I'd say three and a half years deep almost into my uh, college degree. And I just like, I had spent most of my college life, you know, working, going to school and just being really like miserable, honestly, uh, the whole time more or less. And I just... I don't know. I, I was finally like three and a half years and I was like, you know, when I graduate, I'm going to have this degree. But like, I feel like my life isn't going to change that much. Like, I'll get a job. But like, I don't know. To me, it just felt very pointless because I just felt like I was going down a road and chasing down a dream I didn't really want. And I just figured, sure. you know, like, what's the point in doing this without even trying something else? You know, like if I have to do this, I have to do this. But um, and so I, I, I was kind of just really depressed that year, honestly, because I was just discouraged. And I was sitting around in my house a lot of the time, and I was living in a really like uh, rough-ish neighborhood in um, okay. in Jacksonville at the time. And I just remember it was just like I don't know. A lot of times it was just kind of depressing out there. But then I like I I decided to start streaming again. I had tried it two years previously, which would be back in I guess 2017, um, and I only maintained it for a month. And that was back when I just like was thinking in my mind because my, my opinion on twitch has changed a lot since i started but i'll get into that later basically at first i was like okay this is a video games platform i play video games and like you know engage with the people in chat and that's how it works and that didn't work for me back then because i was just doing too much but this time around i had some money saved up you know i was finishing up my degree and i was like you know i don't have to work for a little while because i have all this money saved so let me just try and stream for a little bit and see how it goes and so i just kind of like i took the stuff i had i had like a laptop you know, a capture card for my Xbox and, uh, you know, just a pretty, pretty standard mic webcam setup. Um, and I just started doing it and I haven't stopped since it's been almost a year now. That's awesome. 
Yeah, and it's, it was cool. crazy because honestly, I was I was one of those. I don't know. This is almost like a trope, but like I did well in school, but I never uh, really like felt any any strong motivation for it. And I just hadn't ever felt a strong motivation for anything. You know, I would try things out, just couldn't really follow through with them. But this was like something I actually followed through with, and I felt yeah. really good about that. That's good. That's really good. Everybody has to do. You know, everybody has to have that goal and that 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 passion, man. And I'm glad you finally found yours. I mean, it took a while, obviously, but yeah, this did. this is sure. great. I mean, you know, and what you do is fantastic. It's fun. You know, I'm, I, look, we've been doing this show for almost nine years, and we love it. It's just, it's fun. It's what we do, you know? We've yeah, all, we've we, both been in music. We've both done everything else in the world that we wanted to do, so why not? This is great. A couple other things. Yeah, I got a couple other things in my list, but I'll knock them out. You know what I mean? I mean, I have a few yeah. other things I would like to do as well, but I mean as in like this if we could really spawn this and make this bigger than what we are, you know, fighting yeah. with the fighting yeah. with the other assholes like, you know, Rogan and and things like that. I'd be great with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just find it amazing that we always we always meet interesting people. Yes. Um we get comments from all over the place, you know, and I'm sure you do too. I mean, there it's it's always fun when people re you know they interact with you when you're doing something. Yeah, you oh know? yeah. And it, it's always cool like that, and it's a it's those type of mini interactions that that uh, I think I don't know it it just adds something to it. It's because you're for a moment you're part of somebody else's life, which is so cool, and uh, I just I just really dig that. That's what I like about doing this. Yeah, you know, it's it's always cool. But uh, you said you're a big uh, music person. You like the oh, metal? Yeah. You like the punk? I do. Yeah, I do. I used to go to uh, a quite a bit of metal shows, especially back in Jacksonville. We had a big metal festival every year there called uh, Welcome to Rockville that I yeah, always got very to. very nice. Yeah. You, uh, so definitely a fan. You're not on stage? You're playing an instrument? No, I don't play any instruments at all. I actually just am a patron of the arts. I collect a lot of uh, physical mediums of music because I like having something solid, you know? So oh, records. Yeah, cool. oh, yeah. We uh, see you have something in common there. Unlike our last guest who who, who berated me for not wanting to download movies. <laughs> he was he's a director. That's why. Yeah. His 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 thought was everything has to go streaming. There's no point of even buying anything tangible. And I was like, well, I you know, I I, I agree and I don't agree at the same time. I kind of like the 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 tangibility of right. having something like a like a record or anything like that. I think that's the way to go. Just, you know, you can always download it and stream it, you know, and listen to it. But in the same sense, you know, you're holding that, you know, that was a piece of history at one point in time you're holding. So I don't know. I dig it. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. With the physical mediums and music. Yeah. So I, yeah. that's always been really important to me. And my dad was a huge record collector and just like a huge patron of music. Same. That's why I always tell people I'm a patron. I always go to a lot of shows, buy a lot of merch, et cetera. But I, I don't play anything myself. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm the you, same you, way. You've I have got all time. Shit. That's hey, hey you right. have plenty of time. You can learn, man. You can learn something. Like, I was a singer, I'm and Rum was a bassist, and he I'm also does other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. You know, I, uh, I've i been, like, as I've been streaming, I've gotten to a few little uh, instruments here and there. Like, uh, <laughs> I really want to learn to play the theremin, because I want a really strange gimmick. Like, one of the, the energy in my different. stream is very, like, surreal. Yes. And, um. I just feel like that's a very surreal instrument to add to the production. You know, it's funny. It, that... it was funny when you were said you wanted to learn a weird instrument. The first thing that came to mind was the theremin. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, they're so strange. They are. 
And if you get good at it, they're really awesome. Like if you can really get good at using it, they do some really, really cool things. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of instruments. Zeppelin used to play them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of instruments like that that you don't hear about being played much, you know, anymore. Like, uh, you know, zithers and uh, and freaking harpsichords and shit like that. What's uh, the one guy uh, we talked to from Sunflower Dead? Yeah, Michael yeah. Del Pizzo. Uh, he pl- he plays a freaking accordion in his band. Yeah, live. Oh, that's great. And it, it's a metal and it's band. it's a metal band. It. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of uh, like a lot of genres, and I used to go to this festival every year called the Swanee Roots Revival in uh, Live Oak, Florida, and it was mostly yeah. bluegrass and you know, you know bluegrass blues that kind of thing. Right. A little bit of country, but more like old school style country. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one band there. I think it was, oh, I can't even remember anymore, the Corbett Brothers. And they had this harmonica player, and I swear he played the harmonica like it was like a metal riff or something. It was <laughs> That's <amazing>. awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, I mean, people That's that cool. can use other instruments that are odd like that just blow me away. Like some of those odd instruments to do, like like we said, do some incredible sounds. Like, um, uh, oh, frick, what was the, Sepultura did a... Um, did an album called Roots, and on there they used Brazilian uh, beaten bows, which were like giant bows. And it's so cool how that sound is added into that album with all the, like, screaming and yelling, but they still use that. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, uh, Les Claypool was the first live show I... Well, I think I saw a few live shows before when I was too young to remember, but the first, like, major live show I remember was going to see Les Claypool with my dad. And, Uh, you know, he's, like, very... Range. So there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. on the yeah, stage. you were you were. Was it Primus or was it Less and his like weird stuff? It was just. I think it was the Less project. It was. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was a Fungi and Foe nice. was the album they were touring for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's 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 really cool because because I've seen I've seen Primus like six times and I I've seen. Uh, he did a project in the mid '90s called Sausage. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was with uh, it was with members of Helmet and like I forget who the other guys were, but it was like heavier bands that were in there, and it was so good. It was such a oh, good yeah. show. He's got He's a really interesting mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did oh, you yeah, did you know he tried out for Metallica? No. Yes. Uh, when Cliff Burton died, uh, he went and auditioned for Metallica, and uh, and the the funny story is that they <laughs> they were like. They were watching him play, and then they stopped and go, "Look, man, you're great. You need to go do your own thing because you can't. <laughs> you don't fit with us, but you're awesome." <laughs> I feel like that's actually pretty good advice. Yeah, yeah, because it would have been it would have been terrible if he would have been in Metallica. I think that'd have been an, an awful route. Oh yeah. my gosh, can you imagine the the freaking bass solos in some of those songs? Cool, it's yeah, ridiculous, freaking sixteen string basses. Just... <laughs> But I, last time I saw Les, he, he for apparently no reason, uh, he had a jar of pickles on stage, and everybody's staring at this gigantic <laughs> jar of pickles, and it was on it was on a uh, stool, and he, he, uh, we were like, what? No, what is up with? He, they're like ignoring it, like it's there and no one's saying anything about right. it. And then halfway through the show, he goes over and he goes, I want to I'm gonna try a new song out for everybody, and he took the jar off the pickles and he's playing the bass while slapping it with pickles. And they just started throwing pickles Fucking at people weirdo. in the audience. It was just ridiculous. Ridiculous show. It was amazing. But uh, yeah, oddity in entertainment is the way to go. Oh, yeah. I agree. 
I agree. Definitely is. Do you think, uh, uh, how, how, I mean, apparently you have a great response on what you're doing. Um, what is your response to the people responding to you? How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, has it changed you in any way? Are you there? I don't think so, man. Major. I know you can hear me. He's having major issues. Major. Blink if you can hear me. Blink. You're a fucking idiot. Oh man, the storm. I tell you what. It, it, this is this is it's a bad one, obviously, because it's fucking us up pretty bad. He's a good guy. I'll say that. He's, yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. Super nice guy. Um, we're gonna leave part of this in. Wayne will creatively edit some of it out. But if you get a chance, go find Major Grunge on Twitch, on all the social platforms. Uh, make sure you check them out. We're going to try to get them back in here in just a second. Yeah, just so you guys know, we're having uh, some issues. Uh, some storm is uh, over at the Major's house, and it's causing us issues with the connection. Um, so we apologize, but, you know, Mother Nature, we can't stop. So That's right. Um, but, yeah, he's a great dude. He's fun to talk to. Uh, he's got a good um, He's got a great good channel. Concept. Good channel. You go check him out yeah. on Twitch. All right. Sorry. And he's back. There, there, he, there he is, ladies really and gentlemen. On the fritz right now. It's okay. It's all right. We're not upset. We we, we gave you an, a really good excuse. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Rum, you had asked him a question before he dropped off. God, I can't remember what it was. You're an, oh. It was, um, oh, I think it was, we were talking about oddity and entertainment, and um, you said something, something, perception for what you've done, and then. Yeah, he yes, was, I, I was. I was curious on. Uh, you know, uh, you know the uh, the response of the people to you. How has that changed you in your in your correspondence back and forth, or how has it changed you since you've been doing your channel uh, personally, or as, as we talked about early phys- philosophically? How has all of this changed for you? Oh yeah. So I mean, just first of all, my approach to the platform um, and like the way that that changed as I like met people and uh, crossed paths with people was like very much an interesting journey. So like I started out, you know, just kind of streaming video games, doing the classic Twitch thing. Like doing it, you know, pretty well. And I had this kind of idea at the time. I was like, I'm going to use this platform. I'm going to play video games, but I'm going to get into talking about all this like philosophy and stuff that I really uh, enjoy, you know. And I was like, and that that'll be kind of what I bring to it. That's different than other people. And I continued doing that, and a lot of people even like that. Um, but I, after a certain point, I met this one uh, British streamer named Clone Corp that was running this like really bizarre. It was like an audio visual showcase during the week where you'd have all this like strange visuals, kind of like the stuff you'd see at a concert, but he was kind of making it on the fly. No, oh, his cool. um, streaming software. And then, you know, he he would people would request songs and he would kind of do stuff with it. But then um, and then on Fridays, he would do this really interesting show where he would do like two different improv bits where he'd play these characters and do like a little segment. And then it would lead into this game show where he'd bring on like six other streamers and they had this like really just strange kind of adult swim e game show. <laughs> That's awesome. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I was that like, is this cool. is so amazing. This guy's doing something I've never seen before on this platform. And so I started hanging out with him a lot. And I went on the game show a couple times. I've been on there, I think, now three times. And um, I just like, it kind of changed my entire perception of like what was even possible on Twitch and what was possible with live content. And so I like started morphing my stream in tiny ways after that, you know, just adding like some more interesting scenes. Um, and then now to where I'm at nowadays, uh, I have like just hundreds of, of really like strange, bizarre scenes. A lot of them are really like, um, I call them like lovingly DIY. They like, they look, you know, they're not, they're not very like clean, but it's kind of absurd. 
and okay. has this like almost zine look to them where I'm pasting different images and assembling characters like a collage. And then sure. I turn it to like a, a setting for some weird plot line to unfold. And then I put on a costume and I do a voice and we have these like little weird adventures. Kind of, kind of, um, an homage, I don't know if you meant it to be, but it's, it sounds like almost a kind of homage to what thing, the things they were doing back with, uh, old Monty Python in between the skits, they would do this yeah. cut and paste collage stuff and, yeah. and stuff like it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. I really, that's, that's really a, a good way to go. I would think I, I, I need to, I need to watch more of your stuff. I've heard a, a couple episodes of your show, your podcast that you've been doing, Oh, yeah. Um, what, 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 uh, brought you to that point? I mean, you were doing the Twitch thing and then you just decided, Hey, let's start a podcast or. Well, so in the Twitch space, I'm actually doing pretty well on Twitch, but, um, at the time I started the podcast and the, you know, I'm still doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm I would say I'm like, uh, in the middle of where like a lot of affiliate Twitch streamers are. So on Twitch, there's affiliates and partners and mm -hmm. partners are like the, uh, the smaller percentage of streamers that have usually pretty large followings and they have the little purple verified check, you know? Yeah, sure. But, so I'm like middle of the road for affiliates. I'm doing pretty good and I have a lot of room to grow. But I, I you know, knew that I wanted to do more than just Twitch. You know, I mentioned uh, whenever I like refer to what I do, I always like to say content creator versus like just Twitch streamer. Right. Um, sure. Just because I want to do more than Twitch. So I was like, I need to start rolling out content on their platforms. And so I knew I wanted to do a podcast at some point. I'm like a big uh, listener of podcasts in my own time. And I just love to talk. So uh, I was like, you know, this has got to happen. I just got to get it done. You know, I just got to sit down and, and push it out. And uh, well, so cool. I started doing that a few months ago. And I've been I've been getting uh, into a better and better rhythm in regards to like recording it and editing it and the like. And oh, I really just started doing YouTube versions of it as well. So I'm going to oh, try nice. and maintain those three streams and that'll be good enough for me for now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's going to be a lot of work. Sure. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. I'm sure you guys know. It's surprising how much work there is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. It's a lot. I spent uh, I spent uh, four hours today doing a uh, <laughs> six minute segment. <laughs> I mean, just just freaking doing cut and paste and putting stuff together. It was ridiculous how much time it occupies. But it, you know that. But uh, speaking of occupying time, I mean, it keeps you busy. But does it keep you away from anything else? I'm sure you you uh, you you know got a significant other or anything. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, right now, uh, my girlfriend's in the room with me. But uh, so basically, my time split kind of goes like it's all—it's almost all devoted to content. Um, but then I make sure that, for the most part, so my girlfriend is also works um, as a content creator. So oh, sometimes nice. That's we, like, awesome. Do work stuff when we're together, you know. But most of the time, we're trying to like save that that particular moment in time, just like for us. So because we can both have like a ton of notifications all the time, you know. So we have to be like. Uh, present, I guess, and kind of put the phones on do not disturb. Sure. Yeah, you if, gotta get if, rid of that uh, for a little while. If if I were to ask your girlfriend, would she say exactly the same thing? Uh, I think so. Although I will say, we, <laughs> uh, that's where we're both checking our phones. <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically. I mean, that's but honestly, like between the content and spending time with her, that's more or less how all my time is spent. Nice. And I try my best to catch up with uh, old friends and stuff on the phone, but. I mean, I just moved to the city, Nashville, so I don't even really know anyone here yet. And uh, mostly I've just been working. And, and, of course, you know, everyone's had to stay inside here for a while, so yeah, uh, sure. I haven't really been able to go out and meet anyone either. Yeah, that kind of sucks, man, because if you move to a new town and all of a sudden it's like, oh, guess what, everybody, i got to stay inside for like six months. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Nashville's an interesting town. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with it, and it's a, it's a, it's a great music town. Uh, oh, yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of people don't believe 
me when I would tell them that Nashville is more than just country. Oh, way more. Yeah, no, oh, that's yeah. actually why I moved here. I, I'm a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge, uh, huge fan of music, and I knew I wanted to live in like one of basically two cities with just like a thriving music scene, right? And so the two options for me were Nashville and Austin, because I sure. just wanted to be able to catch shows like all the time, ideally. And those were two of the cities where I knew I could make that happen. And uh, but Nashville's near the mountains, and I love the mountains, so yeah, that's kind of yeah, like, that's a good pull. Because Wayne's Wayne's in North Carolina, or Wayne's I'm in, in New Orleans, Orleans. I'm yeah. in North Carolina. And uh, I, I try to get to the mountains as much as, uh, as much as I can. I, I absolutely love it. Grew they're up amazing. in the mountains. We so. we have inverted mountains here. We have they're, yeah. they're, they're called, called holes. They're called holes. Yeah, that's yeah. what we have. <laughs> well, I grew up in the Panhandle of uh, North Florida and a little bit of South Georgia, um, and so I'm like it's pretty swampy. I think it's probably the only state that uh, that has swamps like Louisiana. I mean, they're different kinds, but right. like, we have them so widespread. Oh, yeah, yeah it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it's good so is, times out is here. Is Nashville going to be? What are you thinking? I mean, are you thinking you're going to be there for a while, or is this just a stepping stone and you're moving? You're moving through the United States, or you're going to, or do you plan on doing anything outside of the country? Yeah, actually, so who knows? I mean, realistically, I just kind of play it by ear. I definitely plan to live some other places. Um, at some point, I want to live in Atlanta because there's a lot of the entertainment industries going there, and one of my big goals is to uh, to get an Adult Swim show at some point. Some really inspired. <laughs> that, that would be really fucking cool, do. yeah. And there, well, their studios are in Atlanta, so I figure when I feel like I'm ready to chase down that goal, I'm gonna move to Atlanta and like get it done. Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, one of our our friends who has been on the show a few times, and uh, he's actually the art director and something else for uh, Archer. Oh wow, that's <laughs> yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he went to. He, uh, we met him through another one of our friends who's a uh, who actually draws. Uh, for IDW, and uh, he, um, they went to SCAD together, and that's how we all met together. It's pretty nice. It's, it's a pretty cool guy, man, to, to have that connection. Absolutely. He, he says Atlanta's a great place to go, definitely, yeah. if you want to get in that sort of thing, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing, and Atlanta's, I mean, it's definitely a big city, but it's not like, uh, I feel like it hasn't reached the levels of saturation that, like, L.A. or New York have, as far as people uh, trying True. to do that sort of thing. The oh, hard part cool. is finding the next city. There's always a yeah. city that's next. Yeah. If you can get on that, you, if you can get on that bandwagon before Ahead it hits, time. good God, you've got it. Yeah. Can yeah, you imagine Atlanta? That. Can you imagine Atlanta 25, 30 years ago? If you would have been able to do what you want to do and get in there before the big boom hit. Right. Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. Or, or like when, uh, you know, before uh, you knew Bill Gates before you made anything and you got some of that money out of that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, some of them shares on that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I mean, you can get it now if you want to spend three, four thousand dollars a share. But before, when you get it for like two bucks, that'd have been great. Yeah, his his is the only shit that isn't going down the stock stock market right now. <laughs> yeah, right. I've been hearing about that. Stock market's been <laughs> crapping, dude. I don't really uh, keep up with the stocks. I'm just like I'm still like so uh, kind of down to the wire as far as like money goes. You know, I'm paying my bills and paying everything I need to pay. But other than that, it's just like not much. Side money yeah. stocks are like not even on my mind yet. Don't invest. Don't man. even worry about it. Yeah, yeah. stay away from that <laughs> it, shit. It'll dude. it'll be exactly the same by the time you want to get to it if you want to get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't change. It's always the same fucking that thing with a different day on it. That's so. all. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's not be grown ups anymore. Let's do this. God, show. I wish. I wish we could not be grown ups. That would be the best thing in the world. 
<laughs> God damn, man. I mean, just to be able to say, you know what? Fuck my job. I'm just going to sit on here and do this all day long. I don't give a shit. You know, it'd be nice, but, you know, feasibly it's, it's hard it's to impossible. make it work. Right. I mean, really it is. hard. It's, 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 I, it, it's, I'm not going to say by any means it's easier at any time, but it is, you have more freedom when you don't have things that have to hold you back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Always. And Always. I mean, it's, and that's like we talked about earlier, it's just something that requires an insane amount of work. And so like, you know, if you don't have a ton of other things pulling your attention away, you can actually commit that kind of work. Exactly. Or, 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 you know, it'd be nice if you had a team to help you out, you know, like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to, you just got to show up and record the, the content and everybody else does what you want them to. That would be nice too, Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just giving, well, he, I'm just being, I'm being an idiot. I'm being silly about it, but you know, I do respect Rogan for where he's at and what he's done, but I also don't respect him because you know, the people who are having these huge shows, they were famous before they got a show. Oh, that's and, true. And that's why they have so many people on there. The people who start from the ground up, we have to work our asses for this stuff. You know, if oh, we yeah. if we want to be Rogan money, you know, or Rogan size, we got to bust our ass for years before we can get even close. Absolutely. Do you guys do uh, other like uh, streams? Like, you know, I know you do record the podcast. Do you do like YouTube? As, or, uh, you know, we are actually getting ready to start launching into that stuff. And oh, uh, yeah. later we, on, we've I'm... got the channel. We've we're we're starting to make more uh, content for yeah. YouTube. Um, uh, we got uh, what's another one? Meta Cafe. Oh, we have so much crap. We're on fucking everything. A uh, couple other different things we're doing right now, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, we've got the time to do it. We might as well do it, right? I mean, well, and YouTube is really like really helpful for discovery. Uh, just like YouTube is designed to like funnel eyes towards content, and so mm -hmm. I think that can be really helpful. Like just to have multiple places where people can find you, and it'll likely you'll likely see a lot of growth off of it. Oh yeah, we yeah. just type in the uh, the podcast name or Metal Hand of God or M H O G podcast, and we're we're everywhere. I mean, it's yeah, I put a, I made sure we had everything like like our major ones, of course, are like Spotify and iHeartRadio. Uh, uh, iHeartRadio. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we are on YouTube, but we only like uh, just as of recently we only drop one every like seven days or so on there, and we put out more content on our uh on podbean than we do then it drops in youtube because of the account reasons i don't know i don't understand it but every every episode doesn't drop on youtube right now you know what i'm saying I see. yeah yeah that makes sense and uh um, well i mean and and uh i don't even think you have to you said once a week i know that like yeah. the way the youtube algorithm works as long as you're doing once a week uploads they'll still recommend you oh, okay that's cool that's cool. But yeah. we're we're actually gonna start doing uh live streams. Uh we're gonna we're gonna do a live show maybe once or twice a month and then we're gonna do some uh uh video stuff. You know, maybe some video lives. Just to just to try we're we're trying a little bit of everything to get out there, you know, do some more stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. We've got lots of good ideas. The uh the uh the, the, the paranormal thing that we're talking about, right. a bunch of other stuff we're doing and uh so it's 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 like you said it's a business it's what you do it's what we do what yeah. we're all in it for so yeah we gotta grow it hey it, yeah and if if um flipping back a page or two just real quick if you were to have stayed and done out that degree where where would you have been where would you have seen yourself i mean realist i mean i i don't know that i could really like the thing that really started to bug me about it is i didn't know that i could see myself doing anything like that i was supposed to do with it you know, I was like, I, I don't want to do any of that. 
And I had worked a few interesting jobs before that. So I, I got really into like the street fashion scene for a while. I worked as a stylist and a oh, cool. designer. And I, you know, I did okay by, by that. And then I got into, uh, I worked for the street artist who, you know, who paints murals all over, you know, the, the nation. And um, that was like super cool and enlightening just to like see that world. And once I had sort of dove into those like creative type worlds, I was like, I want to work in this business. You know, maybe I'm not going to be like the head creative or whatever, but I want to be involved in this scene. Yeah, I'm go- you know, you, uh, you, you probably did the right thing, man. I, I, I can see it because it's if we would have all spent more time being more creative when we're younger. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the uh, I don't know. Sometimes maybe the world would be in a better place. We're always so stressed out and always, like you say, geared geared to go. You yeah, know, exactly. Dest- destiny's laid out. This is what I have to do. You know, Bing Bang Boom. Get a you know, go to school, get the job, get married, have a kid, die. You know, <laughs> it's, so much- it's like an assembly line almost. Where you're just like, it, it's it very is. strange. And you're and you're missing out on everything, man. You've got to experience it all, you know. Yeah. Just uh, you you got to throw everything to the side and say screw it. I'm, if you wake up one day and say fuck, I want to move two states away. I'm moving two states away because I can. Yeah. You know, and I want to, and I want to meet some interesting people, and I want to go see some interesting things, and you know, I want to I want to see the other side, the stuff they're not showing me right in my face. I want to go behind the wall. I want to see what's back here. Oh, this is where the cool shit is. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, the, the you know, undisclosed. You're, you're never shown the cool stuff in your face when you're walking down the street. You no. gotta find it. No, you gotta dig. You gotta dig, man. Gotta, it's like, like toy hunting you or, dig. or collecting something. Yeah. You know, you gotta find the, you know, that it's, gym. It's the it's finding that the the underground scene, the 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 bands, the artists, the the people that have a vision that aren't getting the opportunity to throw it out there. You know, that's what it's about. It's finding that, finding that community and getting in there and making it happen, you know, because those are, those are always amazing connections and amazing friendships you can make that aren't just laid out in front of you. Yeah. But very cool. I think we lost them again. Damn it. But I'm, I was going off, man. I was amazing. You were doing good. You're you're really I'm good. Doing I, good I, I, I'm doing look, good. Look, I agree. Good. I agree 100 percent what you just said. But I, man, I, I gave myself fucking chills. I did. Me too. I was like shivering and and like you know it's hot as fucking here. I was enjoying there, that. There ain't no fucking air in this goddamn room. Same here. Why do we go in the rooms that have no fucking air? <laughs> and the major is back with us. Hey man, there and you we're, are. We're back. Guess what happens? And, yeah, that's yeah, all right. I, I, I did that amazing rant. I don't know where you cut off, but I gave myself chills. <laughs> we were oh yeah, it was so good. Well, look, it was good, man. Since you come back, I do have I do have an interesting question for you because I did watch you on a show uh, on mm-hmm. um, Uncle Joe's show on on Twitch, and I do, do you have remember a- whether it was Uncle Joe's channel or whether. Uh, or was it a side quest, Lost Souls with Uncle Joe? To be honest, I have no earthly idea because okay. my wife is the one who is hugely into Uncle Joe. She watches him every day, pretty much. Right. And okay. I don't rem- I don't know what she was showing me, but um, and I feel like an asshole saying that, but it's true. Uh, I'm being honest. But I did watch you on it, and you did state something. He was stating something, that you are a huge, hugely into fashion Oh yeah. Okay. So this was Lost Souls then. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, I definitely am. Okay. So, like, do you like? Uh, I just want to ask is like, do you like buy lots of certain things in fashion? Or, I mean, like, how? How? I'm. I am. I am not into fashion at all. Do, do you like, design? I, do you create? Yeah. You, I mean, what is your thing about? 
Yeah. So I used to work as a designer and then and a stylist before that. Um, and I got into that field actually because I was just really, I had just quit a moving job that I just had had too many injuries. I couldn't keep doing it and I had to make money. And I figured out that you could like buy, um, what they call them hype shoes or hype, like street fashion pieces from brands like Supreme off white, mm -hmm. et cetera. Basically, if you can get them for retail, it's very hard to get them for retail because they're limited release. And there's sure. like a ton of people that want to, but if you can get them for retail, you can almost always resell them for a profit. Wow. And so when I learned about this, I like got into business doing that. And so I would resell Jordans, you know, um, like anything I could find that I could make a profit on. And a lot of it was fashion pieces. And I kind of got into the fashion scene as a result. And the more I did it, I was like, I kind of like this fashion stuff. You know, maybe I want to like study this. And so I found out a way to get an internship with like a boutique and uh, get trained, you know, so that I could actually work in the industry. And I did. Cool. And I wouldn't ever spend a lot of money on expensive stuff because I didn't have the money for it. But I would go to thrift shops a lot and then take like the thrifted garments and kind of, you know, style them and like and then put my own touches on them, whether it was like patches. Because I've been always really into punk rock. So, you know, I would make my own battle jackets, well, but yeah. I would try and put a little bit of extra flair on them. Yeah. Um, I have oh, a bunch cool. of denim jackets. I like to put like rows of safety pins on the collars, just little things like that where I'd kind of spruce it up and make it my own. Well, remind remind me uh, when the, later on once we get our, our our stuff in, we got some uh, punk rock patches coming in. So whenever they do, I'll send you one, man. Amazing! I would <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, always yeah. looking for some patches. Yeah, we got we got some coming in with our with our logo and shit on it. So I'll definitely send you one. Um, no, that's fucking cool, man. That's that's really cool. Like I would never have thought, you know, to get into something like fashion like man, that. Man, that is that is a creative hustle right there. Yeah, that's, that's what you call that. Yeah. And it is. Most it's definitely. actually pretty good, pretty uh, big industry as well. Well, the shoe thing, I've, uh, I've within the last like twenty years or so, it's gotten huge. Oh yeah, it's like, crazy. Like there, it is. there's a show on uh, Disney Plus. I don't know if you've seen it with um, uh, Jeff Goldblum's on it. He does his like little thing where he goes out and he uh, he does you know different topics. One topic he talks about it. Well, one of them is shoe collecting, sneakers. Yeah. And he's, like, talking to these people that are in this, like, whatever, looks like a damn, looks, it looks like a comic book convention for shoe people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe and, Complex Con? That's one of the big ones. Something like that. And, and man, this one guy has $40,000 in cash oh, yeah. in his hands. And he's like, okay, I'm going to buy this whole table from you. How much would you do it for? The guy's like, 20 grand. Would you do 15? <laughs> it's like, what yeah. the fuck? It's amazing how much some of these shoes sell for. Like, it depends. You know, some of them, it's like you only make a $60 profit on them. Then others you make, like, you can make literally $1,000 in some of these releases if you can get them for retail. <laughs> That's so crazy. I went crazy. to a shoe store in uh, in Spain, and we walked in. We were walking around. I said, oh, this is cool. What is this? And, you know, you just kind of walk, wander around. You walk into a store. They had shoes on display like they were museum pieces <laughs> behind glass. They had them, and they were in cubbies in the floor. And you could see the shoes in the floor. <laughs> so you're walking around like there's shoes on the ceiling. They're in glass. And yeah. you're just walking around. It was all built. It was like, what am I looking at? You know, and, and Rusty, Rusty was with us. And he was like, he was like, man, there's some expensive shoes in this place. And I said, I don't know shit about shoes, dude. You know, I said, <laughs> I know they're bright colored. Those are probably a couple hundred bucks. And the guy looked at me and went, he goes, uh, this one here is 1500. I'm like, for that? <laughs> bucks. It's I was like, like is, um, that, is that for like both? art collecting, really? It's very similar, <laughs> you know. 
Or it's yeah, like, yeah. Subject, like a bunch of stuff will be like, you know, it doesn't look like special, but like to the person who knows about the piece or whatever, like like a shoe, you know, just think about a shoe like an art piece. It's like, oh, well, this was made by, you know, X person collaborating with this artist, you know. Dude, that's um, what it is. It's the specially, it's the special like edition, the special designs. The that like, blows me you know, away. They, yeah. they they make like maybe one or two of this print with this shoe, and right. it was like signed by so and so, and you're like, wow. It's like I don't oh, even know who amazing. that guy is. Like, what the fuck? I don't know that person. But that's Why? a Spain is definitely a place to go for fashion stuff, though. Good lord, they had a lot oh, of yeah. fashion stores. Big time. Amazing. Big time. Amazing. So what? What's? I'm just gonna ask, man. What's the most expensive shoe you've ever sold? Mm, uh, probably I sold this pair of uh, Air Jordan 4s made by this artist called uh, Cause, mm-hmm. and it's K-A-W-S, and um, they, they're they like very strange looking. I don't know how to explain it. They almost look like they're made of, like the tongues look like they're made of some sort of shag carpet, <laughs> and then there's like this suede finish, and the soles glow in the dark, but they have this little Cause print all over, and they had them in, I think, gray and black, and I got the gray pair. And sold it, and those resold for. Well, I think at the time I resold them, I got about thirteen hundred dollars, but they might be going for a lot more now. I'm actually about to check just out of curiosity. Jesus Christ, thirteen hundred dollars for a pair of shoes, man! I bitch when I gotta pay twenty five dollars for a pair of shoes. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I I pay. You know, I think my cap on shoes is four hundred bucks. That's what I pay. That'd be it for shoes. Yeah, yeah nope. No. Oh, so apparently the size of them and nine size nine and a half, and so the different sizes are worth different things. The last sale on a website for reselling sneakers, StockX, is uh nineteen hundred thirty-five dollars for these. <laughs> Dude, God, you can buy. That's like house payments, man, for shoes. I know. See, that's what. Well, that's what it was. Uh, helpful. I'm, and that was like, like to be, uh, you know, clear. That doesn't happen very often. Well, no, um, no, no. When it does happen, it's like I just pay my rent for like two months. You know, this is right. Nice. That's awesome. Especially because I was just so broke. It was like, oh, I could just like, oh, you know, so suddenly get like fortunate enough if I'm good enough at this and I'm presented with the opportunity to get something like this. You know, I can pay my rent for a little bit and that 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 allows me more time to pursue like whatever my business interests are. Well, so I've always just been you, like ever since I quit that moving job, I've just been like scrapping. Doing what you had to do. To pay yeah. The bills. Yeah. But that's good, though, man. I mean, that means that means you have drive. Most of the people these days have no fucking drive, and the only thing they do is drive me insane because all they want is everything handed to them. And no one wants to work for what they do, and you've been working for what you have ever since. And that's fantastic, you know? I mean, I know yeah, it's, a, I know it's a pain in the ass, but I mean, I mean at least is, But I, honestly, though, I think it's uh, like, I, I'm not sure... Uh... So recently in the last podcast, I talked about this one book that this anthropologist Sebastian Younger wrote called Tribe. Mm-hmm. And there's like a lot mm-hmm. of things he argues in the book. But one of the main things he argues is that like human beings like actually do better when they're under some amount of stress. Like we were raised to be hunter gatherers or, you know what I mean? Like as yeah, a species, right? we've been separated from that. So we don't have to like struggle for much in our everyday lives. And his thesis is that actually is like not good for us. Like it makes us depressed. It makes us feel like we have no meaning. And uh, like having a little bit of a struggle is actually like necessary by his thinking, and I I agree with that. Yeah, I can see that. I can. I mean, too. that makes sense. I mean, there's, you know, the, the the primal aspect or the primal feelings that we have are are pretty much gone. I mean, at this point in time, it's take something like what's going on now to make people think. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, where's my next check coming from? You know, where you know I, I was here. I just blew through my savings. What now? You know, the the being practical with what you have doesn't exist at this point. Because most people lost it already. Yeah, that's true. So it's now very, they got to start again. 
We're seeing a lot of, uh, I think, interesting just like societal change in this time right now. It's like yeah. you said, everyone's starting to call a lot more things into question, too. You also just have people in general, like, I don't know, people are like getting a little wild at this point in quarantine. And so you have all kinds of, yeah. you know, I guess questioning of the system coming out, which I think is healthy. It is. It is. You got to you got to always question. If not, you're going to get railroaded at one point in time. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it's just uh, it's just the it's but it's it's always the same thing. I mean, if you look back for for you know at the decades, it's it's always the same struggles. It's oh, always yeah, the for same sure. struggles. For sure. And it, it's 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 funny to to think a lot of times people are like, well, this this has you know this is different. This is the this isn't the it's just the same shit. It's a different <laughs> year. That's all it is. And but you're right. People don't know how to struggle anymore because we're all about convenience. We're yeah. a convenience society. We're convenience for everything. If it if we can't call and order it and then bring it to us, we don't want it. You yep. know, we don't want to have to go and get it. And we don't want to have to make it. And it's the same with uh like we always bitch about we always bitch about the music industry and saying that it's it's never these these people these days they just want one song to download and not worry about the entire album. You know, and that's another that thing. Actually. Wait, what? I love albums. I love like listening to an album cover to cover for yes. me like prime, you know. Because it yeah, gives you yeah. that experience, man. It's like like when me and Rum were kids, like we would always say we used to go to the, the, the record stores or, or, or whatever, music stores or whatever you want to call them. And we'd go in there and we'd pick the record and we'd look at it because of the cover. Then we'd go and explore the whole thing. You know, it's like a story. You got to go through it. Nowadays, yeah, especially now, when the artist is really good. Yes, yes. And nowadays, no one even cares. They don't even give a shit what's on the cover. Most of the time, it's just a picture of the artist and his name. There's like yeah. no no art into the music anymore. Like, I will say though, I feel like the metal scene still is doing pretty good. Like yeah. you just have to dig a little deeper for it. But like, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that's like notably, you know, released and a lot of stuff that's like doing well on Billboard for me isn't typically like my cup of tea. But if I right. like dig a little bit into like you know some metal. Or like punk, you know, punk scene like went through some changes, but there's still a very strong like DIY punk scene that's making like really good records. Yeah. Remi again, another thing. Remind me some stuff after we get out of here. I got a lot of stuff to send you. Some music and stuff from bands out here. We'll give you. Some, oh yeah. We'll give you some. That. Give you some new stuff. And locally, there's always some really interesting local talent too. I mean, the, and I just love one thing. I always enjoyed being raised in Tallahassee, Florida. They had a big like DIY music scene. Is since there was like no restrictions on what they could create. They didn't have a label, nothing. You know, they like right. Uh, they just did some really interesting stuff, and it wasn't always good, but it was always different. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, and that's good though. I mean, it all, it's got to keep the scenes thriving some kind of way. Yeah, yeah. And a lot well, of times, like, the bands that break through and do really well learned, like, some part of their sound from, like, some local band that never really became known or anything. Oh, but, like, 100%. You know I mean? it, and it influenced them at some point in time, though. That's the cool thing. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah. It, like, it's it's this, like, I don't know. It's all, I feel like it's all kind of a musical, like, dialogue that plays out in a lot of places that most people don't think to look. And I just think that's neat. Yeah, I very, agree. Very it's cool. very cool. Well, uh, a thing that you should really keep with, though, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling, though, if you haven't, is you should keep with that design thing, too, man. I think, you, yeah. you know, if you got an eye for it and a passion for it, man, keep doing it. Yeah. Keep you going know, for it. when Uncle Joe brought me on that show, he told me he wanted to talk about fashion. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I actually haven't gotten to talk about fashion in a while. And uh, after that, everyone everyone from my stream was like, we need to do some like more shows where you talk about that. And I was like, really? Like, you guys want to hear that? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, what? I'm down. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. man. It's all interesting stuff. I mean, you know, obviously you have a good eye for it. You know, yep. I mean, it's... I, I couldn't put a fucking outfit together to save my life. I'm just a t-shirt and, and shorts kind of guy, you know? 
fashion fashion is a tangible art form that uh, it you know it it's usually timeless man it's it, it's a, an expression of yourself and oh, yeah. uh, it, it's it's such an interesting way to get convey emotion and your thoughts without saying a word is just what you have on yeah That's absolutely just the way, you know and it and it makes you feel good about you and it changes the room when you walk into it with people around you too so it's it always it's always cool to be you know a little bit creative yeah. in the style oh yeah Hell I always yes. talk about like how we all kind of wear a uniform as a society and we have our ideas of what uniforms are, but then everyone else has a sort of uniform as well that sure. maybe tells you a little bit of something about them Yeah, and that uh, that is significant. Wayne, what are you wearing right now? I'm wearing a, a, a band by the name of Dang Bra Wise t-shirt and a pair of shorts. See, even that, I think, I mean, it the fact that you're wearing a band shirt is, is, you know, that is a little personal touch in and of itself, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm... I'm I'm wearing a yellow speedo and sunglasses. What do you say? <laughs> I mean, what do you say? I, I say, wow, that's a terrible picture. But anyway, <laughs> I think it's a bold. I will say it's bold. It's bold. Yeah, Very. Yeah, that's All what right. I was going for. Bold. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one last question, man. Uh, before we uh, cut out of here, is uh, I read that you were doing a book, or you have, oh, a, yeah. or you have a book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, still very much in the early stages of okay. that. Um. So like I'm I'm definitely working on writing. I've always been really into writing and reading literature and the like. So I, I don't know exactly what I want to create. I initially had set out to write something that was more businessy. Yeah. Um as part of kind of my overall content creation business. It's like I also have this ebook, you know, that I've written that's useful and provides value and then I can sell, like to have a product. Sure. Um but you know, the the more I think about it, the more I think I want to write something. Um I mean, I'm a huge fan of a lot of uh I guess writers from the beat movement, I, you know, was really into that growing up and like William Burroughs. And then I got really into Hunter S. Thompson in uh, college and he's like my guy now. And so, um, I'm really inspired by the kind of stuff he does where it's like, it's kind of nonfiction, but not really. Right. And, uh, that's, that's, I think I, maybe I'll, you know, figure out something like that, but I'm, I'm about to go on the road, uh, next week. I'm going out West, uh, just to journey around and to work with, um, work with some people on Twitch. That's and fucking cool. uh, while I'm doing that, I'm going to try and get a little bit of a of a road narrative inspiration, maybe. Very nice. cool, man. Very, very, very cool. Uh, well, dude, look, you're always welcome to come back on this show, man. Anytime you want to. Awesome. You know? Awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I was, it, was, uh, it was super cool. Yeah, we had a good Sorry time. Sorry, my computer cool. on the fritz. Uh, it's a pain, I know. It happens, dude. It happens. It's no big deal. But before we get out of here, make sure you tell everybody on here where they can find you. Right. So, um... <clears throat> My main platform where I stream at least three days a week is twitch.tv slash majorgrunge, all one word. Um, I also have a podcast on all platforms now, including YouTube, called uh, Grunge versus All of Reality. Um, YouTube, Major Grunge, you know, and uh, Twitter, Major Grunge. I'm relatively active on Twitter as far as, you know, just like kind of conversating. And I'd say those are the best ways to find me. I'm on Instagram as well, but I don't use it as much. So Cool, man. Well, again, man, thank you so much for uh, jumping on the show and hanging out with us, and it was super cool to have you on. And like I said, you're always welcome back uh, anytime you want to. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's truly been a pleasure talking with you as well. Thank you. I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it.
That's it.